I'm done with succession. I've decided maybe this is a hot take, but like I'm oh. sick and tired of just like watching the same exact story that becomes less and less believable unfold every single You didn't finish the series? I'm not going to. Wow. But like how many times can I listen to fucking Logan Roy back? What the fucking this fucking like okay, bro. I get that You're we, all fucking goats. You're all fucking goats and rodents. Um, Thanks a lot of yous. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. Alright, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Guys, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio, joined uh, by the boys, Francis, Chris, and Ryan. Uh, Francis, how's it going? I'm swell. We just solid. Solid's good. Solid's good. You gave me that cold you had. What? Remember? How? We went to Masa. I got that from you. You think so? And then I had it a couple days after. And now now I'm kind of through it. It was only I wasn't sick when we went to Masa. One would argue that my contagion period had passed. We don't know that. Yeah, I know, but like, isn't that typically true? Like, I was no, I no longer had symptoms when we went to dinner. Really? Because earlier in the day, you said you were not doing well. I wasn't because I was like shell shocked from having been sick. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe if it wasn't you, I don't know who it was. I, I guess. Yeah. Did I meet anyone else who was sick? I'm not sure. But it felt like exactly the same cold you had. But I will say this: I was feeling sick when we recorded that, but that was Wednesday. Uh, but I thought it was allergies. I don't know. All right, I don't mind. By the way, I don't resent people for getting me sick. I know, I know, but I was I wasn't feeling sick, so I, that, I just wanted to throw <laughs> that out there. I didn't want it to seem like I was being irresponsible. Mm. You know, I feel like you're the the guy who had sex with me and gave me an STD, and you're like, I don't think it was me. I I didn't see anything on my dick. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude. that doesn't matter. I would be like, I'll get tested too. <laughs> I'm saying, if you're like, I think you gave me something, I'll be like, thanks for telling me. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. No big deal. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's better to like get ahead of this kind of thing. Right, right. Um, which is another Francis saying, get ahead of it. Let's get ahead of it. Do uh, I say that a lot? Yeah. You say, you know what, dude? You know what, man? You know what? I just learned that you sometimes you just got to get ahead of it. <laughs> Well, we had an interesting debate topic come up earlier uh, during the break that we just took because Chris was attempting to select a flight on a plane. I said that it may not be worth it to pay. Francis said it is definitely worth it to pay. And I'd like to explore this topic a bit. Yeah. Chris, where are you flying? From Rome to New York City. Okay, that's what, an eight-hour flight? He has a a layover. Well, it's a layover. He has a layover in Lisbon. Yes. (laughs) Even worse. (laughs) So I think the first flight is like... An hour-ish, and then the next one is like eight. Yeah, we're talking nine hours of flying. And what is the cost for you to be able to choose your seat? And we're just talking about whether or not you can have the right to a window, an aisle, or, you know, throw it to the gods and, in all likelihood, end up with a middle seat. Um, On the first flight, it was 20 euros, and then on the second longer flight, it's 45 euros. Okay, so we're talking about whatever, 65 euros, I don't know, is it 70 bucks? bucks? Yeah, something like that. Um, To to $70 to ensure that on a nine-hour travel day, nine hours of flying, you get to sit in, what do you prefer, aisle or window? Window. Yeah, me too. Prefer uh, to, to, to ensure that you have a window seat, and you're not having to get up every 10 minutes for somebody with a irritable bowel syndrome, Julio with food poisoning, <laughs> constantly unstrapped. I was in the aisles crying. Yeah. <laughs> Unplug your headphones, stop, pause your movie, wait, wait till they come back, get back, all that stuff. 70 bucks. And Julio says, not worth it. Okay, so there's a couple, a couple uh, asterisks here. The flight from Rome to Lisbon, definitely not worth it. I it's, agree. The, but 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 the, that's twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. To me, not worth it. I st- I still don't agree. Okay, that's fine. So it's the setup of that plane. Three three are is the seating. If it was two two, 
definitely not worth it. You're getting a good seat no matter what. The 3-3, three, three, I get that that sucks, but it's an hour. You know what I mean? To me, it's like, if I can, I have no self-control with certain spending things. So when I do, I'm like, I need to exercise my self-control while I have it. Yeah. So in that place, I'm like, all right, whatever. The other thing, so then the 45 is, is more appealing, but I still say not worth it. And here's why. 242, the random seat you might get will be in the middle section. And there's always open seats in that middle section. On the international flight. Ooh, you are you are relying on a <laughs> large assumption. True, but but like assumption or not, the other thing is that you're incentivized not to sleep on that flight to get back on t- on your time on the flight to Europe. I'm all for paying to pick the, a good but it's, seat. It's an eight hour flight, and I also don't think that whether or not you need to sleep should. I yeah, obviously. If you had to sleep, if you needed to sleep, if it was the red eye on the way over, no brainer, you gotta pay it. But even even you're gonna fall asleep on an eight hour flight, right? Do you sleep? I wouldn't. Not really, maybe yeah. half hour. Okay. I'd watch Mariah Carey live from Tokyo twice. <laughs> I'd watch a movie. I would <laughs> I'd probably activate the Wi Fi and be texting the entire time. Mm-hmm. If they had it. Sometimes they don't have it international, but Um I don't I don't see a world where I could ever put myself in a position to have a middle seat for an eight-hour flight for the for the measly cost of fifty bucks mm-hmm. to prevent that horror. I feel you. I feel you. I, I, it wouldn't bother me, but I do understand what you're saying. And on the way there, of course, pay to pick. But this is an interesting situation that I currently have with Hillard. We have a flight tomorrow, actually, and we picked seats next to each other. They email to say, hey, we changed the, the plane, therefore, we have changed your seats. And they separated us. Mm-hmm. And now the only way for us to be reconnected is to pay. That, to me, is not fair. Mm. We've already selected. Why do I now have to pay? So we just sucked it up and paid so we could sit next to each other. And now I was attempting to contact United Customer Service. I definitely ended up talking to an AI because they weren't helping at all. Right. Here's the representative... And I'd be like, and they'd send me a thing to get a refund after I've flown. When I was like, what can I do now? And mm-hmm. they just kept sending me the same link. It's annoying. Yeah. Is it worth it to even follow up on that to try to get 50 bucks back? Here's the issue with this. If you did get it back, it would feel good. I know. And I'm willing to that's what people. Down. That's what people don't talk about when they quantify the hell of that. They say... Well, you know, if that takes you two hours, is 50 bucks really worth your two hours? That's not the question. Winning is... Because it, <laughs> it's not it's not that... The, it's not the, the dollar amount. Because you can't quantify the feeling of getting money back from a big corporation that just relies on you giving up. Yes. Yes. And this is a key in <clears throat> negotiating in general. Yeah. Willing to spend time... Yep. Because eventually the other t- the other side gives up. Right. Not all time value equations are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting money back from, let's say, a parking ticket, to me, if I can fight that, and it means that I have to go to court and represent myself and show up and all of that, but I'm getting it back from the city that just stuck me with something where, you know, maybe the signs weren't clear or I don't, whatever. Who knows? That $50 I get back is worth way more to me than the $50 I might have to pay for, I don't know, something else. Like, uh, mm-hmm. let's say that, let's say that you're going to the beach, right? I One day with I hope a I am. group of people. With the dad belly hanging and, out. And there's a parking lot that is right next to the beach entrance, but it says, permit required and then there's another parking lot that is you know you're gonna have to find out where it is maybe it's a mile down and you see big families carrying all their beach gear their folding chairs and they're coming all the way back from that you forgot your flip-flops in the car and you're on the pavement you're like "Ah." yeah so you move to the sand and you stab your feet with hard grass and the cost of that ticket for parking in the permit only lot is 50 bucks 100 bucks I am taking that. Yeah. Taking that on the chin every yeah. day of the week. 100%. Agreed. Agreed. Um, 
and this is it's funny like the ai i think it was ai and if it wasn't i feel bad for whoever i was talking to they weren't able to help me at all uh and then they're like do you have any questions any more questions and to be a dick which hillary says this is one of my least attractive qualities so i'm aware of this i'm working on it sort of but she the guy's like do you need help with anything else and i asked him like nine more questions mm. is there wi-fi mm. on my flight how can I purchase the Wi-Fi on my flight? Are you can doing I this to be, in, to be an asshole? Yes. Can I purchase it in app or do I have to go to the website? Uh, I asked like a series of questions to try to use up this person's resources because I was upset <laughs> at how I had been wronged by the company. So I thought that I was going to drain them. of. Yeah. Their... But aren't you shooting yourself in the foot by that doing that? Because now you're just on the phone with them longer. No, I'm texting. I'm, on, I'm texting with them. So it's not bothering me at but all. But if it is an AI... Then, then I've been wasting. Then I'm wasting my time. You're just helping it grow. I know, I know that is true. <laughs> you're making it more aware. But they said that it was a person. But is, can they do that and then have it be an AI? Probably. What? Fuckers. In fact, it, it might have been an AI that told you it was a person. So I've actually helped the company. <laughs> I've helped the company. Yeah. I trained the AI to deal with people like me. That's correct. Which is going to make it more difficult for myself in the future to have positive outcomes. Right. This AI thing, I don't want to get into it much because I'm sure people are tired of hearing about it. I don't follow it too closely. The one thing that puzzles me, have I brought this up to you? I don't know. The thing that puzzles me is that every day it seems there is a new article that comes out that rings the sirens of fear of the existential threat that AI is posing to humanity. The fact that in 10 years at this rate, AI will replace 90 million jobs in America, whatever it is, and that we'll all be, you know, out of work and we'll all be gone. The people who are are sent, as far as I can tell, the people who are signing on to those warnings and signing the petitions are the very people that are continuing to develop the technology themselves. Well, the Google guy resigned. These are the thought leaders and the engineers who are in the labs saying it, as far as I can tell. No, but dude, the the, the guy in charge of it at Google resigned. Because he said because it was too dangerous? Because he said it's like too, he doesn't like the way it's going, and he's like, I'm done. There are things... dude. That's I That's good to hear, but I, I, in this article I read in the New York Times, it said that there were a lot of these people who are like leaders of the industry are signing on and it's like okay guys hey just so you know uh this is your fault maybe take a fucking day off (laughs) maybe you pump the brakes what do you want me to do Mm -hmm. i can't come into your lab and start smashing shit (laughs) i can't spill my grape soda all over the circuit board (laughs) and set ai back three weeks Mm -hmm. stop doing it if you know this don't and don't even tell us about it you're on. You're the ones that can control this to some degree. Well, I, I Google occasionally why why I shouldn't be worried about AI just to try to find stuff. And to be honest, there not much pops up. Yeah, unless it's stuff from like six years ago, which bothers me a bit. But I found some reassuring stuff. Would you like to hear some of it? I have a theory about why we shouldn't be worried. Okay, and I'm sure it's wrong. Um, go ahead, go for it. Well, I want to hear if it matches up with anything. Well, okay. So one of the things they said, they're like, for example, if AI were to, for example, develop a virus to wipe us out, uh, to wipe humans out, a super virus or whatever, they would need to create, they would have to physically make it. And in order to do that, that would be a hard thing to do in secret. The AI would need to like collaborate with people. Now, granted, AI can get to a point where it's so smart that it can fool us in ways that maybe we don't know yet. But like, it's the same thing about the atomic bomb. Like a guy thought of it in his garage. But he needed resources and manpower to do it. Yeah. So that's like one thing that they've said uh, is that like AI may like if they were to master some plan to get rid of us, it would require more resources, and that maybe that's a reason that we shouldn't be that scared of it. That's one thing that I've read. I don't know. I guess I'm not so afraid of it manufacturing a, a sarin gas to then pump into the air conditioning vents of. You know, planet fitnesses around the world. (laughs) That's not so much my fear. (laughs) But more that, um, you know, it's going to render obsolete so many jobs. Mm. It's just, we're all going to say, well, why would I 
hire an accountant? Why would I hire a bookkeeper? Why right. would I hire a lawyer? Why would I hire... Which when, lead to chaos. When they, this goes better. Mm-hmm. And my, my... What makes me comforted, and this is just my own bullshit... Uh, I was tired of hearing this. Is that it's so many jobs that we're all going to be out there together. Mm. And in a way... There's a level playing field. If 90 million people lose their jobs or more, well, what are we going to be doing? We're going to be doing something. Chilling. Maybe we're not, maybe we don't have jobs, but maybe we're all just out there playing pickup basketball and AI has created a way to feed us. Yeah, it would be nice if it was helpful. And we're all just surfing. So my question though is like, that's nice. The idea that AI is like altruistic and in regard to humanity, that would be wonderful. If they're like, hey, we're here to like make your life better. The, the, the spin is always that it's like some sort of existential crisis where AI is like, all right, we want to live like this, whatever that means. And you guys are ruining the planet, whatever. It's like every fucking movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. James Cameron mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, another thing I've heard that is, is concerning, based, like AI will get intelligent enough that it can tell what you're thinking just by looking at you. So, like, imagine if, like, there was an AI that wanted to just sabotage your relationship that was, like, he actually thinks you're fucking annoying. And yeah. he doesn't like your nose. He says you're just like your father <laughs> who he hates. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of shit. She thinks your dick is small. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little bit of a role reversal because usually you're the one scared of this, like, macro shit. I, AI does freak me out. Part of the reason I'm not afraid is that I refuse to participate. <laughs> In what? Like, Which will will mean nothing ultimately, yeah. but um, I don't have it. I don't use Chat GPT. I don't use any of the apps. I, <clears throat> in the same way that I haven't, I don't use TikTok at all, and uh, therefore I don't spend any time scrolling on TikTok. And it, it, I get, I have this feeling, which I'm sure is wrong, that it therefore cannot sink its insidious talons into me. Mm. It can't can't hold me as a fish right if i don't if i don't let it uh safe from the chinese government yeah they then then (laughs) you know and i know that's wrong every time i do open tiktok to see if a video that ryan's throwing up on there is doing well as soon as i'm i've checked it i immediately exit i close the app Mm. completely that's solid but again i'm sure that the powers that be would say yeah You're falling behind. Or, or you think you closed the app. We're still listening. Mm. You're an idiot. Chris, can you? I know Chris uses ChatGPT for, uh, for utility. Can you tell us some of the positives that you've experienced using AI or whatever? Chris is a cutting edge AI guy. Not necessarily. Um, I just like using it for like email stuff and writing things and lists. And I'm not getting into the deep ends of it, but I have used some like. Creative stuff on it. It's cool. It's it's like a ways away, but it's a, it'll be here soon. It's on its way, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But yeah. didn't um I forget his name, Sam Altman or whatever, or the yeah. founder of OpenAI? He like went to Congress and he was like, "Hey, we need to stop this. Chill out, right? Yeah, yeah. So Regulate that's, it. That's mm. nice to see. I think they're working on some sort of collective regulation thing. But who, dude? Like, it, it the fact that. There's already scams, like AI scams, that are really fucked up. This is in the New York Times, too. There's this scam where, like, people are using AI to generate your voice and have you call your parents. Yeah, being that's like, scary. I'm in jail. I need money. That's scary. And, dude, they tested the scam out on, like, a sample group, like, just for the, the point of the study. It was 100% successful, the wow. scam. Wow. <laughs> the scam was 100% successful. To the point where I want to call my parents and be like, and I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to like scare people, but like this was the thing that they were talking about, whatever, and be like, guys, just so you know, mm. this is the quest, the safe word. This is the question you need to ask me if I call oh, asking for something. Nice. Ask this question. Nice. Because otherwise it might be some fucked up nefarious scam. I'm going to have to tell my parents that safe word in a shower with them. <laughs> Dude, you know how easy it would be to replicate our voices based on how much of us talking yeah, of course. is out there. I, and, you know, I'm not obviously scared of it, but the idea that it, any good thing can then just immediately be used for bad yeah. is a bummer, dude. Yeah. Maybe we all need religion, dude. Right. 
Right. Guys, you're not a hummingbird, so why are you drinking sugar water to rehydrate? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Opt for Plan D and enjoy an all-natural hydration uh, rehydration mix uh, that makes electrolytes the main ingredient and not the backup dancer. I got to say, it's nice to have a little electrolyte boost. Plan D is delicious. I have it uh, sitting on my countertop. And after uh, you know a weekend, where if I've drank too much or if I've been working out of town, I'm super dehydrated. It's a nice way to like be able to rehydrate. Uh, without just like peeing it all out or whatever. Spot I don't on. specifically know all the science behind it, but there have been some moments, dude, where I've just been in my life so hungover and Plan D didn't exist yet, and I really wish that it had. Absolutely. Uh, because I just woke up in a bed that I maybe turned into the bathroom. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, I could have used some Plan D that day, dude. Hell yeah. Uh, and instead I did not, but we, I've really been enjoying the Plan D. It's delicious. Uh, and we recommend you guys go grab some. So go to drinkplandy.com and try a $1 sample or get a tub and use code OOPS for 15% off of your first order. That's drinkplandy.com. What, um, wasn't the splitting of the atom for the nuclear bomb meant to be some other thing? Oh, I don't know. Was it for power's sake? That or? movie's going to be good. Oh, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Although Tenet, ugh. You don't like Tenet? I just didn't I get it. No it was Love. so just confusing. Just me and you, buddy. Me and Chris. I'll watch Tenet. it again if you insist. Need two watches. I know. You watched it twice, didn't like it? I'll run it back. No, I, I didn't. I've I only seen it once. Loved and I didn't Tenet. even finish it because I was so lost. Dude, give it another watch. Here's one that's good. Uh, this <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> Love and Death on HBO. I haven't seen it. What is it? What is it? Is that Jesse Plemons? Yes, it's Ooh, Jesse Plemons good. and it's the Olsen sister who's not the twin. Elizabeth? Uh, yeah. Who is now the best of them. She's the best Elizabeth. Olsen. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, and there's some other good people in it. Um, Jesse. It's the story of Candy, Candace, whatever, who was can, the... Can we figure out which yeah. Candace? Yeah. <laughs> Candace Mc, Mc, McDougal, Mc, McGonagall, I don't know. Candace Bergen? Candy Montgomery. Montgomery. Candy <laughs> Montgomery. Candy well, they made another show about this story, which had um, Justin Timberlake's wife in it. The girl from... Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Candy. Candy. They made a show about it called Candy, which was the first one to come out. And apparently it was solid. This one, everyone says, is way better. Same story. Another Did they come out nearby to each other? Not far. That's always weird when that happens. I know. Um, Steve Jobs. But this one is a HBO. It's a sort of limited series, you know, dramatic miniseries. They're bread and butter. Uh, a murder story. It is excellent. I, I really enjoyed it. We just finished it. Um, the story, and I'm not... I don't want to give anything away. I'm open it, to... Okay. Uh, basically, the story is is a famous story about. Well, it's a known story, right? It's real. Yeah. I don't know and anything. Ver- about it. Early episode, this happens. Um, there's a murder, and well, I, I don't want to say anything. Okay. I'm okay. not going to say anything. Okay. You should just watch it. Okay. Everybody should watch it. I'm not going to. No spoilers. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, well acted, well directed. I also, we also started trying to watch this show, Sharp Objects, with Amy Adams. Did you ever How see is that? No. It's pretty haunting, man. I love Amy Adams. There's a lot of cutting in it. Cutting of people? You know, cutting, self self uh, uh, cutting. Uh, as a as a whatever, a, a mental illness or coping mechanism for pain. I don't I don't know exactly what that's about. Um the, speaking of her, The Arrival is one of the best sci-fi one of, movies. One the of the best, best. Yeah, movies, one of the best. Years. It's so good. It's a brilliant film. Um sorry, I didn't mean to. The Sharp Objects I don't like that much. It's ugh. average. Well, it just it's just it it's unsettling. It's not a nice thing to watch before bed. Yeah. No. You need a palate cleanser after that. I feel you. you that was like succession? No. I'm done I'm done. I'm behind. I'm Please done. don't give it I'm away. done with it. I'm done with succession. I've decided. Maybe this is a hot take, but like I'm uh, sick and tired of just like watching the same exact story that becomes less and less believable unfold every single You didn't episode. finish the series? I'm not going to. Wow. Yeah. How far did you go? I, I I was trying just for the the sake of the commitment, like ignoring the law of some costs. I decided to try to power through, and I was just like, "This is this. I don't like it." How far did you get? I got to like uh, probably four or five episodes into this current season. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm impressed that you stopped. I don't disagree. The series to me is overrated. Yeah, 
I think the I really think it's overrated. I I think that I get annoyed with the dialogue. I hate that so little is said despite so many words. Totally, dude. Um, I think that the vernacular is unrealistic. Nobody thinks in such pithy, quippy ways. Yeah, and the maneuvering seems unrealistic too. In a yeah. way that I find that makes it boring to me. Yeah, like I understand that you want to sensationalize stuff, but like. The idea that, like, this is just, it's just power plays every episode. It's like, yeah, this is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, not a fan. I'd argue that the score legitimizes the show a lot more than it would be if it about didn't the, have it. The yeah. music is so strong. Yeah. Score is very good. But, like, how many times can I listen to fucking Logan Rudd be like, what the fucking? This fucking. Like, okay, bro. I get that. You're we- all fucking goats. You're all fucking Goats and rodents. Snakes <laughs> um, a lot of yous. I do. And then fucking, uh, you know, Roman. Ken will be like, Rome, what do you got for me? Okay. Okay. Like, all right, dude, we get it. I don't know. I mean, maybe we just, you know, we, I don't, I don't know. Fucking, maybe they're ready. Maybe they're ready, you know? Dude. A lot of people comment on our <laughs> clips and stuff saying that you look and sound like Tom. Tom, I like. I don't agree with that. That's, that's a sneak just to Francis. Francis doesn't have the, like, <laughs> lovable goofy guy francis is the when his wedding ring is off you better be fucking you better hide your girl dude yeah well oof, <laughs> oof, i don't know tom is uh yeah he's uh, but he has the he does have a little bit of a, a little bit of a killer instinct in yeah him. they say my voice sounds like his voice i just don't agree with that greg <laughs> are, are you aware greg <laughs> do, do, do you think that you're part of the family him being British is crazy. I met him once at Mylino. Really? Francis has like a personal anecdote with every member of the cast. I met him once and he was sitting alone and waiting, I presumably, for the rest of his party to arrive. And it was brunch. We were having, my family and I were having brunch at Mylino uh, before it moved. And he was sitting alone and I just walked by and I said, I, I love your work. And he goes, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, nice. And it was quintessentially British. And it was also... He has those sad, sunken eyes, which are you, 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 you want, you want to perk him up. Yeah, you want to give him a you lift. Stroke him. He's very. Um, <laughs> he feels like somebody who's been beaten down around the clock. Right, damn. Which is a wonderful way, by the way. It is a a vehicle for pathos as an actor. I think, what a gift. To carry oneself as, where you're so primed for sympathy. That's a very rare thing. He, there's nothing menacing about him. Um, did you ever see Pride and Prejudice, the remake with uh, Keira Knightley? No. Oh, it's a superb movie. Really? Yeah, he's, um, he's uh, what is it? Br- Brimley? Or oh, he's in it? Bingley? Darcy? Darcy. He's Darcy in that. Uh who's this, you know, titan of wealth and standing in whatever, 1800s, 1700s England. And uh, he plays a very interesting character in that movie. and He's really, really good. Um, highly recommend that movie, actually. Also, the book, by the way, classic. Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. It's outdated. Well, it's not outdated, but it's a, it's a classic. It is spellbinding. If you like anything about class and sort of set pieces from that time period, it reads quickly. It's it's a wonderful book. Uh, one of my favorite books ever. Pride and Prejudice. So, dude, question. So the the walk by, like celeb sighting shout out moment, is an interesting thing to me, because mm. you know part of you is like I don't want to bother this person at dinner, but I'm also not gonna pu- I'm not gonna sit down. You know what I mean? So like it just it depends. There's moments where like I've done it and I've chosen to do it for specific reasons, or like for example, I saw Taylor Fritz. At this restaurant, Oceans. The, ten- the, the tennis, tennis player, player, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's a, lar- a large percentage of the people listening to this don't know who that is, which to me makes it a more a person who I'm more likely to feel okay shouting out, right? I would say more people do as a result of the Netflix show. Oh, the tennis though. show? Is yeah. that, has that show done well? I would think it has. I mean, it was, you know. It feels like it w- didn't have the same splash as Formula One. No, it certainly didn't. None of them have. None of them The have. golf one didn't either, but. You know, I, I I love the tennis one. I did but. too. I did too. It was really well done. Um, keep going. I saw Taylor Fritz at dinner. 
he was in the middle of having like a heated conversation. So should I be bothering him during that? Absolutely not. But I'm like excited. I see a tennis player in the wild, bro. If I see, I saw Federer's coach walking down the street, took a selfie with him. You know what I mean? Like wow. if I see tennis people, I get, I geek out. Kokonakis, mm. another one. So anyway, I see Fritz. I yell out something like Taylor, like good luck tomorrow. Something, something stupid. And he sort, he was like kind of dismissive. He was like, oh, like, thanks. But he was in the middle of talking. Like, what did I expect? That's annoying of me. You know what I mean? But I'm also like, all right, bro, at least like give me something. But then I'm like, all right, no, this is not fair. Give Taylor <laughs> the benefit of the doubt here, right? Mm-hmm. But there's other scenarios where, remember the show Eastbound and Down? Very well. Incredible show. Stevie Janowski, maybe the funniest ever side comedy character in the history of television. Mm-hmm. I saw him at dinner and he was clearly on like a date or something. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll be like, give doing him a solid ah. if i say dude you're awesome or whatever you know what i mean uh-huh. i think i said something and i think he received it well i was like oh thank you yeah and i wonder i'm like was that me being stupid for thinking that like is this girl only on the date with him because she knows him and thinks he's famous or is this his girlfriend and that's ridiculous <laughs> you know what i mean it's easy to once once you've begun overthinking that kind of shit you're you're in trouble yeah probably probably so i think the best bet is to just say say a little something positive and then move on Mm-hmm. I had a good one recently. Uh, I think I told you about this. I saw um, Claire Danes and her husband, uh, Hugh Dancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At dinner. And it was a small restaurant. And we were sitting within three feet of them. To the point where... You could smell Claire. We, we could have <laughs> had dinner with them without moving any chairs. <laughs> You're just having dinner with Claire. We could have merged tables without asking the waiter to move <laughs> anything. Pretty much. You know, it was it wouldn't have been uncomfortable for us to have a four-way conversation yeah. at this dinner. She's been a lifetime home run hitter, bro. Mm-hmm. My entire life she's been starring in successful stats. Do you know who else is like that? Who? Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, but the the jury's also still out on her though. She's new still. Yeah, but, but dude, she's killing Sydney it. Sweeney was all everything she has done has been a deep kind of dark dramatic uh risk and you know requires that you have real acting chops. She's in uh She's really good. Sharp Objects. Uh, interesting. And it has a really fucked up role in it. She's done so much with HBO. She She did that. She did Euphoria, obviously. White Lotus. White Lotus. I mean, all of the... Everything she's in is just like goes to the moon. She's in Rippers. Um, But back to Claire Danes. So Mm. we... You know, to the point where you have to consciously... I I clock them within the first three minutes of us sitting down. And then I have to make a conscious effort throughout the dinner to not look at them or you know bother them in any way i don't want them to be bothered and i want to honor their privacy but they're so in the middle of of this restaurant that's and so close to us and so finally we end our our meal pay our bill get up and um they they were there was a little break in their conversation and i just as i'm on my way out i said i did i did i said what i i love this new saying and they say it a lot in succession and they say it a lot in england which is, you start a sentence and you say, just to say. She said that or you said that? I said it. Nice. Just to say. Is she British? No. Okay. I think he might be, but he might not be. Just to say, love your work. Um, I, and then I turned, I said, I love everything you do. And I said, you're fabulous or something like that. And then I turned to him and I said, and I, I love you as well. I saw you in uh, Venus and Fur on Broadway and you were excellent. And they were so, it was, I don't know. I'm patting myself on the back. You think you approached it well? I think it was a cultured compliment. Nice. I like that. Where I said something like, you're so amazing in Homeland. Um, And she had a a new show come out too that was pretty good that I saw a couple episodes of. Um, Fleischman? Or no. Yeah, Fleischman is dying or drowning or something like that. In trouble, Fleischman's in trouble, Good old and Fleischman. then uh, and then I had a, a compliment for him as well because I didn't want him to. He's a yeah, yeah, great actor, and you want to be like do the like, oh, yeah, you too. And but but I also had this was weird. Years and years ago, when I was tutoring in New York, I used to tutor a family that lived in an apartment in Soho, and it was a stunning apartment. 
where the elevator opened into their apartment. And there were five floors, and each floor was an apartment. And she lived, I think, on the fourth floor. Claire Danes? And one time, uh, I was going up to their apartment, to the fifth floor, and the the elevator opened on her apartment, and she started to get in. And And she goes, oh, sorry. I said, oh, I'm just going up. One more floor. She goes, oh, I'll wait. I'll wait. And then the door closed. I went up. And in seeing her at the restaurant, I knew not to say, we've actually met before. <laughs> Good to God. see you again. In your home. <laughs> you probably don't remember. <laughs> but I've seen where you live. Really love what you guys did with the place. Dude, that's Are you still living in that place with the very high industrial ceilings? <laughs> 223 Prince Street on the fourth yes. floor? Dude, that is funny. It's and fun. I knew, I, I I had to have that thought before. Luckily, I had the whole dinner to say, don't do not do that. Because that's the other thing, too. Like, once you've, once you've begun and it's going well, that's when you're like, you know, funny story. Yeah. I was actually I know. in your... I know. Yeah, you weren't in the picture yet, dude. <laughs> There's just no amount of explaining <laughs> that makes that story not yeah. worry Weird her as fuck yeah yeah there's just no way lose his sleep over that what's uh you know obviously you're, you're very good pals with pete who's the who's the most famous person you've met sort of accidentally or run into or seen man i have to think about this for a while but dude i used to back when i used to hit the fashion shows dude i would meet a lot of famous people yeah met like j-lo wow uh, that's big time that's a big one i'm, I'm forgetting people i have definitely met a bunch of famous people over the years um yeah i don't really remember like specific i mean i have some like funny anecdotes dude like i saw paul mccartney in a headstand at the gym just suspended in a headstand (laughs) sitting there suspended yeah and every time i checked over he was still he must have been there for like five minutes upside down Uh, i gotta think it's pretty tough to recognize paul mccartney when he's in that position yeah dude this is uh, his head's probably beat red there are big veins popping out of his forehead and his (laughs) Silky hair is now tumbled upside down like a sea anemone or something. <laughs> but dude, yeah, I, I have like a couple memorable bump-ins like that. Like I know I've told this on the story in the pod before, but my like my Victoria and David Beckham story is crazy. That's like a pandemic mm, episode. But mm-hmm. like, walk downstairs in my ex girlfriend's apartment in my underwear. And Victoria and David Beckham were sitting on the couch. That's crazy. I didn't think anyone was there. That's a crazy one. I got in a fight with Dennis Rodman. That was a crazy one. I didn't even do anything. I don't think I know that I told one. Told that on the pod too. Like, but like, man, no, lo- no, but long time ago, long time ago. Not, I'm not saying that in a way like you should remember. This was hundreds of episodes ago. <laughs> hundreds of episodes. I, like, ago. he was with, he was walking in front of me on Sunset in L.A. and his girlfriend like dropped a pack of cigarettes and I picked him up and handed it to her and she was like, "Oh, thanks." And somehow, whoever I was, wa- I was with Ricky, and somehow it turned out that like, I, or I said something funny. I was like, "Haha," like, and he was like, "Oh, you funny guy now." You're a funny guy. Like, got in my face. I was like, dude, what the fuck? And then we both were going to the comedy store, and then he, I think he ended up getting kicked out because he was, like, fucked up or something. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Whatever. But, dude, yeah. So, not to, like, roll <laughs> off a bunch of celeb stories. No, that's the point of this. I think Your I... Harrison Ford one's pretty good. Well, that's my that's my crowning crowning one. That's my best one ever. That's a hot one. The Harrison Ford one, it was good because of the time of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was before, you know... It was when I was so young that I never knew if I would ever meet a famous person. Right. And then I met my God. Yeah. Did you hear about him recently? What happened? No. He was he was supposedly riding horses in the new Indiana Jones and they tried to like make stunt people come and, and he wouldn't let them. He's like, It's all right, I'm an old I'm old and like I should look old on the horse or something. Wow. He like refused to let the stunt people ride the horse. And did he get hurt? I don't think so. I think he oh. was. It was just like he's sick for doing that. Like, wow, that is dope. cool. That is cool. You know? Yeah, he's um, a great guy. Yeah. I, uh, man, <laughs> your what old a, pal Harrison. What an amazing life he's had. <laughs> Career, dude. Think about him ro- running back Han Solo in the first Star Wars, which was the only good one. Is that the only one you like? I, I don't, didn't I don't see know. the other two. Wait, or like, I saw the second one and I didn't see oh, the Empire third Strikes one. Oh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking oh, the about new, the new, new, ones. new ones. Oh, I haven't seen them. Oh, the first ones. But those are the, is, aren't those the last ones? The first ones are the whatever. But okay, the have, first <laughs> one is as good as as maybe one or two of the originals. Oh, interesting. It's I mean, as I good as that. that. Episode one. No, it would be episode episode seven, four. Right? Episode four is the first one. 
Yeah. It's old Harrison Ford. So it's episode that. seven. Okay. New yeah. Hope. Episode seven yeah. is as good as the as oh, as it maybe it. a New Hope or it. Return of the Jedi. Interesting. Nothing touches Empire Strikes Back, but it is. It's there. And then the other two, I didn't. I didn't even see the final one. Yeah, episode nine, because um, I heard it was so bad. But yeah, we've met all the famous comedians. Most of them. I haven't met all of them. I've never met Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, Have you? Cross, cross. I've brushed shoulders with him a couple times at Gotham. Mm-hmm. I think I've brought him on stage, maybe. I've seen him from afar, but mm-hmm. I've never interacted with him. Yeah. Um, guys, Father's Day is almost upon us. Go get your dad something dope from the Barstool store. I don't know. This Oops gear is looking pretty hard pretty though. fresh really really pretty cool. pretty fresh hard up baby i mean these are obviously our favorite things in the barstool store right now but uh there's plenty of other great stuff in there too favorites like you know the dad rope hats polo quarter zips the best tasting coffee and sellable coffee and so much more uh including the oops t-shirts and hats uh guys if you buy some of this stuff it is really helpful for us uh that they know we're doing a good job over here so go buy our stuff the shirts i would say these are the best products that we've come out with yet without a doubt without a doubt if you've ever loved the podcast from day one from the jump and you've been wondering man why don't i have some cool loops merch yeah well your prayers have been answered you lonely unclothed stranger <laughs> yeah and this is it's, it's unisex it'll look really good and cute on literally anybody mm-hmm. all ages uh all genders get out there get yourself some gear from the barstool store um yeah, for Father's Day, too. Yeah, 100%. So last day to place an order for it to get here by Father's Day is June 8th. So go shop now at store.brostelsports.com. I have a good one for you here. Yeah. Okay, so last night, late at night, friend of mine has been kicked out of his where he lives. And he's like, can I stay with you? Well, because of a breakup or something? or I don't want to get into too many details. I don't okay, want to throw this guy under the bus. He's, he's my boy. I don't want to like... Yeah. Everybody has tough times, you know, and it, it happens. Now, the question becomes, we, I think that's a situation in general worth unpacking. Yeah. Because it's an interesting thing where like push comes to shove and there's this very delicate balance between being helpful and, or being selfish and being burdensome or not. And like, what is the measurement? Mm -hmm. When he first hit me up, of course, my initial instinct was like, I hope somebody else (laughs) like helps him. I hope that I don't have to be the one, you know, I'm doing my shit. It's New York. Mm -hmm. Like, but, and I was like, listen, if you can't figure anything, anything better out, you, my couch is, is, is there for you and you're good. You just got to leave in the morning. It's clean ladies coming. I think it's fair. I mean, you give him one night. Well, I, I can't really give him more because I have to go. I'm I'm banking on the fact that he will figure it out today. Uh huh. I didn't want to make him feel bad about it. Like I know how shitty that must feel, and I put my try to put myself in his shoes. Like if I had to do that, like I'd be horrified. So my question, first of all, how close do you have to be with somebody to like be to to not be annoyed at the person asking? I don't even think it ever. I don't think it's a question of closeness. I think that it's. It's going to be annoying no matter what. And then it's just a question of how quickly can you remind yourself that you have to be a good person <laughs> and say, I don't have a choice. You yeah, know, this is yeah. a friend or this, this is, is family and it, it is what it is. No matter, you know, maybe there are true Mother Teresa's out there who never even experience a second of, ooh, this is a little annoying to have someone sleeping on our couch. There goes our living room. They're, you know, they're among us now. After me and my girlfriend, me and my wife, they're they're in our space, and we don't have a ton of space. It's not like we live in a house in Beverly Hills with a pool house that mm-hmm. they can just yeah. seclude themselves uh-huh. in. Um, this is now every time I want to go to the refrigerator for a glass of water late at night. Every time I want to walk around in my boxers, it's in my head. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So the duration is certainly important. The other thing to consider is like you and I likely wouldn't have the scenario because we would just put, get a hotel for ourselves. You know what I mean? Like if I got kicked out of my house, I wouldn't call you to sleep on your couch. I know you would. I would what? Get a hotel. Yeah. I don't know that I would. What would you do? 
I would call friends. Really? Because you were like, you would need to be around other people because you'd be in a bad spot? Um, More like I have friends that have guest bedrooms. Oh, not okay. to be an asshole. And, and I... I would think it's probably not for a long time. Mm -hmm. And hotels in New York are fucking expensive, dude. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of dollars a night. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I'd probably go visit my parents before I would right. get a hotel. Right. Yeah. So I think this guy may potentially didn't have a ton of options. And, you know... Who, you know, I don't think getting a hotel was in the cards for him. Uh, and I also don't think that, like, if if I were to be like, dude, I'll get you a hotel. I got, like, a good rate. I think he would, like, feel bad accepting that. Yeah. And, dude, he, I felt really bad for him when he came over, dude. He seemed pretty, like, st like sad and, like, his world had been rocked. Oh, no. You know, so, you know, and I don't want to make him feel bad. I'm not, like, you know, like, this, to me, that's not a t moment where you need to give the person a lecture. Right. No, Because I don't know not. what the fuck happened. But that's the thing that could happen. You know what, man? You really need to get your shit together. Like, no, you don't get that. On no the, place on the, for that. On the first day, on the first night, you need to be just perfectly welcoming. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about a thing. Here's a blanket. Here's a pillow. We'll be in here. Just make yourself comfortable. Stay as long as you need. Yeah, right. But by day two, three, hey, you have a plan? What's your plan? Yeah. So this Let's is work on a plan together. Yeah, what's the plan? Yeah, agreed. I, uh... I, we're going away. Theoretically, I could give this guy my apartment. But I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I just moved into this building. <laughs> you know what I mean? I seriously. I, well, it's also it's also Hillary's apartment. That's the issue, right? No, Does no. she want this so, person so there? Say that, like, we. Th this isn't a discussion. Like, this isn't what's happening. But I don't know how comfortable I'd feel with just letting somebody use my apartment, depending on who it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it were... I, I, would, I, I would let you do it. Yeah, I we're, would also be spotless about I, it. I know, I yeah. know. Yeah, and, like, vice versa. Because this guy's a little yeah, younger. Same. I'm not sure that he's, like... We're not peers in that way. We're, like, his... If I, When I was his age, I don't think that I would have been good at it either. Yeah. And he may be amazing at it. I don't really know, but I'm sort of, like... Whatever. I, I threw a good zinger in there too before I went to bed. I was like, "Hey, dude, do me a favor. Don't jump off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it uh -huh. light, you know." Uh -huh. But yeah, so so I'm not a dick for not giving him my apartment, right? No, I, I I really don't think that you are. You're an adult. Yeah, you pay your rent. This is not college. It's not post college. Mm -hmm. Um. Your home is is very central to your mental health, to your day. Uh, yes, you does you you should offer a safe haven for a friend for a night or two, whatever it is. But hey, you know, okay, now it's time for you to go and go to your next couch. Yeah, right, right, Maybe right. you can surf back here in a couple of weeks. I suspect he's already figured it out. Yeah. Today. Like, like, you know, getting booted to the street without like a backup plan, that's scary. Like, I felt really bad for him. Like, I, that's tough. I've never experienced that. Yeah, same. I just don't even know what could have happened for this to be the case. Yeah, so the, he explained it in a way where he, it was very surprising to him. He's like, maybe I just like wasn't getting the hints previously or something. He was, he wasn't like fully you know, propagandizing the story. I see. Like he uh -huh. was trying to be fair about it. He's like, I sincerely am not totally sure type of thing. So I don't do it. I don't really know, but I thought it was an interesting topic because it is a thing where it's like, dude, you ever need anything? But then like push comes to shove and like the amount of people willing to help you right. are, 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 aren't high. And sometimes I think about it. It's like, there's a fine line between a crisis and a non-crisis. And like, Think about the amount of times where people were like in life and death situations and people wouldn't take them in. That like freaks the idea of that like freaks me out. I want to be helpful to my friends. I mean, okay. I know that is that's this not what guy this is. in a life or death no. situation. Of, of course not. But like, I want to be. I want to like walk the walk. You know what I mean? Like, of I course you can stay. Over, I think bro. that's very good. I yeah. think your heart is in the right place, hundred percent. And guess what? Wasn't a problem. Neither of us were inconvenienced by it. 
like Hillary was half asleep when it happened. She's like, are you sure? Can you make a bed for him? Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Like, like we're happy to help. I'm not complaining. I'm just, it's an interesting thing to examine. Right. And there are some people who are like the type of people that would be likely to be in that situation. And that's the kind of person that you don't want right. to sing. <sighs> Woke up this morning to a delicious Stella Blue mm. double shot iced oat milk latte courtesy of my beautiful wife. Delish, dude. She knew I had a long day yesterday. She gets up early with the pups for the morning walk. I take them out at night because it's not safe. And <laughs> as a result, I get rewarded with my delicious coffee from Stella Blue. Oh, my God. It's so good. Iced oat milk latte. Iced oat milk latte. Mason jar. You know it. The Francis special. Uh, is there anything better than that first sip of coffee in the morning when your mouth feels like your pet hamster has been sleeping in it all night? <laughs> ah, that delicious coffee. Smooth coffee is going to wash that away. Um, it's like getting your first kiss every single day. It's euphoric. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stella Blue supports pets, unlike big coffee. For every purchase, a portion of the proceeds goes directly towards helping Paws Animal Shelter, helping dogs find homes. Very noble. Guys, you can get yours tomorrow on StellaBlueCoffee.com with next day shipping on Amazon Prime. Get your coffee now before they sell out. Go to StellaBlueCoffee.com. Use promo code OOPS for 10% off your next order. Do us a favor. Enjoy your coffee. Don't waste that beautiful moment. One time... Here's a here's a piece of advice to anyone that does need to do go stay at a friend's house, right? And and crash on their couch. Do something for those people that is nice. You know, bring them something really good for their fridge. Go beyond a bottle of wine or something. Uh bring them something really good for their fridge. Cook them dinner or if money's tight and that's the reason you're couch surfing, when they're away at work that day, clean the apartment. Clean it. Or, you know, one time I, I went and stayed with some uh, of my old buddies. Uh, I was visiting New York for like the weekend or something. And I had some job interviews. And they were all at work. And they had an apartment in the Lower East Side. And one of them was out of town. So I could, they were like just crashing his bed. And they had a, a really nice kind of roof deck in an apartment in the Lower East Side. And they were like, just so you know, we have a ton of outdoor patio furniture that we bought from Ikea. But it's all in its boxes in our living room. So the living room is tough to navigate. Um, but just, you know, pick your way around it. And they were all at work. And I decided that they were like, we haven't had time to assemble it yet. And I decided I was going to assemble their deck furniture That's for them nice, which i then spent like seven hours doing wow and i only did about 75 percent of it because it took so long but when they got home all of a sudden they had 75 percent of their living room back right and then most of the deck furniture was Bills. assembled that's very nice and i had left by the time that they got back nice and they were like dude that was the greatest yeah. What a gift Can you from move a guest. Yeah. yeah. What a gift from a guest. Yeah, it was like a shitty task that they all had to do and had been putting off. And I was like, I'll, I'll fucking earn my rent for the two nights yeah. this way. <laughs> yeah. That's good, dude. Yeah. I sometimes worry that like I wasn't good enough of like a guest in some ways. Like there are people who've been very generous to me and like let me stay over and whatever. And I'm kind of like. I don't really remember, but I'm like, was I good at like, I remember my friend Andy, like, let me just like live at his apartment for a month when I was in LA and like, I slept in the living room on an air mattress. Like, you know, yeah. that's annoying to have somebody in your fucking living yeah. room. Uh, and I hope that I was good. I hope that everybody can suck it up for one night. It's, it's never a problem to have someone for one night. It's never even really a problem to have someone for two nights. Mm -hmm. After that, they are an occupier. You better be light. They're an occupying force. Yeah. Um, dude, so I haven't been able to stop thinking about this. I know time has gone by and this is not, but I think that this is universal enough of a topic. I can't stop thinking about the Celtics game seven. Hmm. Why? Like I, I was watching the game and I was like, I would be terrified to be playing in this game hmm. if I was on either side. Like, you know, I don't know as the Celtics, like 
you're supposed to win the series. It's game seven. You're at home. Like, you're supposed to win. Like, losing is just absolutely brutal. If you're the Heat, it is a lifetime defining moment. You are the guy who lost when you were up 3 0 in basketball, Poten- like, potentially. May- I, that may not be correct. I think these guys play so much basketball that the games, yes, they know that this is a, a higher stakes game and they, they often do rise to the occasion, but the game itself, the, the different vibe from the crowd, my guess is they, they've played a hundred games up to that point this year alone. It kind of all that, like, I'm worried I'm going to airball this shot because of how intense this is. That's not in their head. But like, but you don't think that I don't want to be the first person to be up three zero in an NBA playoff series and blow it is going through their head. Well, I think that they can't have that mentality fundamentally. Um, yeah, but like that's a, you can't choose to not have that. Like you have that. Maybe it's in their heads, but once the game starts, all of that melts away, and they're thinking about the play. Here we're running this high screen pick and roll. We're doing this. We're looking to kick it to Gabe, Gabe Vincent out on the thing. He's going to be in the right spot, and he, you know, he knows how to shoot this. I'm doing my hamstring stretches. I'm doing my warm-up. Like that, that you'd be a good coach because All you'd there, be telling them that. Yeah, there's just a routine that we've done a thousand times, and we're going to follow that routine. I, I, this just makes reminds me of like Mike D'Antoni. Remember him in the, in the huddle? Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to pass the ball around the premier here. Find open man. Anytime they do those mic'd up moments of coaches in huddles in the NBA, I think to myself, is there any reason that they these coaches are coaching these guys? I know. I think that they're too. They're saying nothing. They're saying the same thing youth <laughs> basketball coaches is say. Is that because all the rest of the time they're swearing and therefore this was the only clip that the fucking you know, mic'd up cl- crew could find? Right, right. This is the only sterile clip or is is that what coaching in, in the NBA is? And we know it isn't because guys like Greg Popovich and Phil, Phil Jackson. Jackson have made such a difference. Yeah, and I wonder, I always wonder about that too. It's like, clearly there's only so much strategy, right? Mm-hmm. The game is what it is in this current moment, and this is how you deal with that. There's plenty of people who can tell what that is, right? Mm-hmm. And the strategy maybe doesn't change much from level to level, but like, obviously you're dealing with the tallest, fastest, best players yeah. and is it like an eat controlling everybody's ego thing i think all that to respect you i think that's part of it i mean you know i do think that certain coaches coach more than other coaches i think that eric spolstra coach coaches a lot do you think that like they're Le- switching from zone right. to man to man in the middle of a moment in the third quarter there he's resting certain players because they're up by four they're down you know what i mean He's load management, all of that. There, mm. There's, I, whereas whoever's coaching LeBron, you're a figurehead, right? LeBron is coaching LeBron, or or he just doesn't need any coaching, mm-hmm. or he won't even listen, right? And right. then he's commanding, and the players that are on the floor with him are listening to him ahead of you, right? And is that what it is? It seems to be that that's way. my guess, but I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't want to make assumptions, but like, yeah. If you look at, you know, people who have been coaching him in the past, a lot of the time, it seems like ceremonial, the coaching job is yeah, a, ceremonial a ceremonial position. position yeah. Um, That's so my guess. I, I used know. to get really fearful sometimes before tennis matches because I'd be like, it is going to be so miserable if you lose this. And I'd feel pressure. And that's, wow. the, that's the wrong way to look at it. You have to not be afraid of that. You need to be like, play your best, try to win. If you lose, it's okay. Whoever you're playing is probably pretty good. I think that's the challenge of tennis. I think yeah. tennis, it being an individual sport, is is what's so much more psychologically difficult about it. The same same with golf. Um, Fascinating, bro. Whereas, you know, I hate to say this, but when I was playing all those team sports, I don't know. Maybe I was a bad teammate, but there were definitely times where I was like, "Well, we lost," but you know. I had a good game. Oh, right. Or the other way around, like in, in fucking band or the choir in elementary school, I would just lip sync or not actually play the instrument. Right. Because I, I can, I got the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The uh, team, the team, the team. Yeah. 
Can I ask you guys something? Ryan. Oh, yes. Ryan's got up? a question. All right. So on Friday night, I went to the Yankees game. And I got home around 1045, and I was exhausted. I felt like I was maybe coming down with something. Victoria's out of town. I get in bed. It's 11 o'clock. I put a sleeping mask on because I, I needed a good night's sleep. I could feel that something was coming. I wake up the next day. And so Vic's in California. I wake up the next day, and I take my sleeping mask off, and I look at my, uh, I look at my phone, and it's 1.15 in the afternoon. <laughs> Oh my, god, oh my god, dude. So I slept 14 hours. Were you drinking lean or something, dude? I was sober as a duck at the game. All I had was water. The sun. I did not drink at all. Ah, uh, those sober ducks. I slept 14 <laughs> hours. I look at my phone. I have 17 missed calls. Yeah, that's scary, and dude. And texts from Vic. So I've, I've missed calls. 17 accumulated from Victoria. Her mom, my <gasps> brother, my best friend, oh my her God. best friend. Did they all think you were missing or something? So I call her first and I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's, she gets upset and she thought that I died. <laughs> and she thought carbon monoxide poisoning or something along those lines. And she said that she was about five minutes away from calling the police to do a wellness, wellness check. check? Oh and I had the little knob on her door. So that would have meant that we would have to pay. A, we'd have to pay for that to get Because they would have to break it. Yeah. <laughs> My question to you, and I'd call everyone and say, hi, I'm alive. Hi, I'm not dead. Hi, I'm alive. Hi, I'm not dead. My question to you is how much time needs to pass yeah, before you take action in figuring out the whereabouts of an unresponsive significant other? This is a really good question. I'm glad you went there with this because I was going to ask this exact same thing. I was going to ask how long would it ha- would I have to be out of the picture for people to start being like, oh, fuck, where's mm-hmm. he? Well, she knows you weren't drinking, right? Or was, she, was it unclear? Uh, let's, let's, say that, let's say that she did know. So if I knew that you weren't drinking, I would be pretty freaked out by 1 p.m. when you went to bed at 11. I told her I was going, I told her I'm going to bed. Yeah. I'm exhausted. 11 p.m. Out. I was out. Dude, for to begin, <laughs> the amount of jealousy that I have that you have the capacity <laughs> to sleep yeah. for 14 hours. This I've, has never happened before. I don't think I've ever done it. That's in, that is bananas, dude. I, I, I am blessing years my sleep. stars if I get to eight. It ruined my, my whole day, though. I was sleepy. You're not, you're not good on 14 hours of sleep. It were messes you, with you. Were you, you sick? <laughs> I think I was sick, okay, but I didn't know that. Okay, so I think that's why scientifically I slept fourteen hours. I I think that. Um, did she know when you went to bed? I said I'm going to bed, and it was what around, time was that? It was like just before eleven. I like walked in the door, said uh, I'm going to bed. Time. I was out at eleven. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. I uh, I think that as a significant other, um, I don't know. I would say like five o'clock. The next PM? 5 p.m. the next day. You're like fully panicking. I'm like, all right, something's really You're wrong. You're calling here. the police at 5 o'clock. Yeah, maybe. Or, or, I, or I'd call a friend to go check on them. I don't think I'm calling the police. Yeah, right. I'm calling a friend. You right. need to go over to their apartment. Right. And you need Agreed. to our apartment and look. By like 3 p.m., I'm doing that. Before I put out the fucking yeah, missing persons report. My phone dies a lot, and I have a tendency to not plug it in and. Just go off the grid a little bit, but yeah, I don't know, man. There's no way that I'm if I if I'm not with Sierra, I wouldn't do that to her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be that unavailable for that long. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And you know, this this resonates a bit because I had a day in Afghanistan where like I was unable to come like text Hillary for like a period of time. Like we woke up, we were running late. I went to leave the hotel. I tried to send a text. And the Wi-Fi wasn't, you know, and it never went out. So I didn't, I wasn't able to text her till that night. And like, I re- I feel bad that I put her in that position, but like, there's kind of nothing I could do. So it's not going to Afghanistan. Mm. But uh, <laughs> the thing that's shitty, that's a scary situation too, because like, there's not really anything she can do in that situation. Yeah. There's no embassy. There's You're no, helpless, right? Yeah. So that's, I mean, I feel for that a little, but yeah, dude, that's crazy, man. <laughs> 14. I was curious. 14. <laughs> It was not a good, I mean, I definitely felt better the next day, like not being sick, but it messed up my whole day, messed up my mental clock. Wow. Damn, Ryan. But yeah, 14 hours. Sleeping masks 
They're helpful. They yeah, are. They really do. They it. I always are. wake up and they're off my face, and it defeats the whole purpose. Agreed. Because it sneaks it's, off. It's a for that moment. You got to get wake the right up. one. <laughs> I have a really nice one. Because my nose is too it's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you fit. started the movement. I don't know if you guys were using it before. It just happened to come into our orbit. We have a very bright apartment. <laughs> and Hillary bought one, and she's like, "I bought you one." I was like, "Oh, that's so funny." Francis likes these too. You know who else does? Ruby. Oh, Ruby likes the sleep mask. She does. Those are her favorite chew toys. <laughs> She's gone uh, through a couple of them. She cannot resist. It's her number one favorite toy. <laughs> um, well, awesome. That's. Uh, would you got any facts for us, Ryan? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, I forget what we were talking about, but something about oh, candy and death and love. Mm-hmm. Those are the two shows. Mm-hmm. Love and death. They're yeah. called uh, when two different studios make a very similar story with different titles, but very similar plots. They're called twin films. Mm. Um. I just have a couple examples. I got one for you. Don't say jobs. It. Yeah, jobs is one. Uh, no strings attached and uh, friends with benefits. Woodstock documentary, 2011. Ding, ding, ding. Good job, Woodstock. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. Well, I don't I have know. that they on just there. Made this. They're documentaries. So. Mm-hmm. The Prestige and The Illusionist, both uh, in 2006. Oh, those are twin films. Those yeah. are both good. Too. Those are pretty different movies. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. And then 1998, Deep Impact and Armageddon. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. And then for those uh, animated buffs, Ants and Bugs Life. Yep. Okay. From DreamWorks and Pixar that. back in 98. And is this a coincidence, or does it like do they think they that know. they there's like symbiosis? Um, I don't know. There has to be something. They they have to know. They know Pixar that the other, know that other network, the other place is putting it out. Well, it's smart. It's like the reason why everybody has Chipotle aioli on their menu. Something about like the familiarity of something makes people more likely to want to right. seize it. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, the average nightly rate at a hotel in New York City is three hundred and seventy six dollars per night. That seems high, but I'm sure that takes into account the luxury ones. Mm-hmm. And Eric Spolster has been the head coach of the Heat since two thousand eight. Wow, very solid. It's a Ryan. long tenure. Good for him. Um, and I will be performing in Phoenix, Arizona, the House of Comedy. That's going to be September 20, 20th weekend, something like that, 21st. That's a long way off, but, you know, get your tickets. And on to Boston and Providence and, uh, oh, D.C. We're doing the Arlington Draft House again in the fall, as well as Toronto. Uh, all that's going to be at FrancisEllis.com, the Hero We Need Tour. Julio, where are you at? Sweet. I got, uh, I'm in Atlanta tonight, the punchline. Uh, come check it out. Uh, looking forward to that show. It's going to be great. And I'm in Austin, Texas, Vulcan Gas Company, July 14th. Um, I also have a bunch of other dates coming up in other cities. I got Seattle, uh, Detroit, New York, uh, a few others I'm not remembering. And, and I think that we're getting something for Toronto on the books too. Uh, thank you guys for all replying when I was posting about that. Toronto was like, overwhelmingly the most replied response. So I'm looking forward to those and I'm looking forward to see you on the road soon.